I've got Dimash Vets, CEO and co-founder of Neocortex, the company behind viral app Reface. Here's part one of our two-part interview. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. All right, Dima, so what is Reface? Uh, Reface, it's a unique app and ecosystem uh, which actually helps you to uh, you know, swap faces in videos, GIFs, and photos really fast uh, in a quality and like Hollywood post-production quality. Uh, and to get great results, to amaze your friends, uh, relatives, and actually be, I mean, like funnier, better, and more optimistic in such COVID days. Right, right. That's uh, I, I, I could say personally, I've just tried it. I tried it a while back. I put my face on Sylvester Stallone and and uh, Doctor Evil, uh, and it's pretty convincing. It happened pretty quickly, um, and it, you know, it's an amusing app. Uh, uses you know what folks would refer to as deep fake technology. I'm curious uh, because I know this this app really exploded last year, and I think it topped the App Store uh, last fall. What was it like, kind of riding that that viral wave, and, and and really how did it ramp up to that level of popularity? Yeah, I have several answers. You know, Roger. So we prefer to name Reface a face swap app to avoid any misunderstanding. You know, like just about these uh, deep fakes as we don't deal with uh, porn or fake news yeah so and actually we want people to use reface to create unique content and communicate uh, so it's super important for us that is why uh, we are okay but uh, we want to build something bigger than just face swap but regarding uh, how we got famous or kind of being on the map of apps it was really interesting. We started to develop our technology like more than two years ago. It's AI, you know, machine learning stuff uh, and GANs. It's like generative adversarial networks, the method how we train neural networks. And we did a lot to make this, you know, super high quality face swap. And maybe you have, have heard how our story started. So we uh, first made the face swap technology for photos. And the first sign of product market feed was when Elon Musk actually found our technology. He face swapped his face to Dwayne Rock Johnson and he tweeted it. So it actually went super viral. And when the suit guys were doing the right scene, we believe in what we do. And even Elon, he believes in us. Yeah. And what happened next? We continued to develop in and we understood that we need to have this super high quality face swap tech in videos. Because we, even though we understood at that time that photos is not enough, GIF is good. We tested our technology on GIFs, but everything is going to video. You know, the short format of video of making context and being relevant. Yeah, not being banal. Like, and in June, like a year ago, only a year ago, in June 2020, we developed this sophisticated tech for face swapping in videos. We actually found this format of promos which people liked and they used it to use videos. And it actually went viral because it was super new. And you might it's it actually was overlapping with the COVID, but COVID was you know like an accelerator of growth. People were at home, but what is more important, people all, all, you know, influencers on people on Instagram, Facebook, and generally, they're looking some content, yeah? And to make specific content, you need a team. You need a team to create this content, to modify it, to actually post it. And here you see the use case where you can just click one button and you have 
you know, remarkable result which you can post on your social networks. And this is was our viral loop. Yeah? When, for example, uh, Miley Cyrus came to our app, she actually made a lot of face swap posts and stories. Yeah, and actually her manager, who is currently our investor, Adam Leber from Maverick.com, he came and told, guys, we need to make something outstanding. It's not about COVID, it's about the way we do it. So, and actually that was viral loop because Miley is super expensive in terms of, yeah, in terms of influencer marketing. But she did it like for free. The same with Britney, Britney Spears, yeah? She did posts and she liked it. So people got the tool, yeah, to create outstanding experience and to amuse their friends, their people, their audience, not depending whether it's Justin Bieber or like Dima sitting in Kiev. So that was a unique use case and this wire loop went and went and we grew super fast. And how does that how does that business model work? Because you know you're taking Hollywood content, right? Like like I said, when I when I put my face on Sylvester Stallone, it was a clip from Rambo. It was the one from uh, from Austin Powers that I that I was in. Do you do you pay for that the the, the licensing for those videos? Like how, how does that work? Uh, that to be frank, we are pretty you know young startup, and how it works that uh, we have UGC mostly, and it means that most of the content yeah is actually uploaded by users. And but but it doesn't mean that we are not moving forward in direction working with content holders. For almost you know a year, we are communicating with the biggest labels in music like UMG, like Warner, like Sony. We're communicating with the biggest uh, you know content holders in movies like uh, Warner, Amazon Prime, and others. And in actually uh, and the platform for like Void, you know, uh, on streaming platforms like Hulu and trying to get Netflix to actually negotiate how we can work in future, not in the current state and phase, but now we are not conflicting with our business model. Yeah, we are like a great marketing avenue for promoting their existing and new content. So most of them, they come to us, like we made this promise for Amazon Prime of Borat, we made this freaking movie for Warner. They came to us, their marketing teams and told, you have unique audience, super highly engaged and shareable content. Can we do some great stuff? And like One Republic and a lot of music bands, they come to us, for example, and tell, let's do some stuff. And actually it's the same with Justin Bieber, yeah? That's how it went. Scooter Braun, yeah, who is the manager of Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande, he came to tell guys, we need to make some marketing activations. And that was super viral again. And I mean, like Scooter, he's our investor as well. So we have a lot of this. So we are building, you know, the platform in the future. But in the meantime, we are super excited to try to partner with content holders, not only based on marketing activations, but to see how our application as a platform evolves into social. And how we can work with the content holders, and and so right now, like the the content there, like you said, most of that's uploaded by users. Like you don't have you don't store the the content. Like I'm just curious if there is a like a liability or a legal issue with the platform using a lot of copyrighted material to as the foundation for a lot of these face swap, uh, you know, picks. Yeah, super good quality, Roger. Actually. Uh, first, uh, we are not storing any data for that point, but from the perspective of, uh, you know, doing that, uh, so there is like YouTube, yeah? YouTube has YouTube check. It's a big platform that actually validates which content is authorized and whether it's not. In our case, we are operating on the safe harbor, you know, provision. What it means that, for example, if some label because there are different intentions. For example, we make marketing activation and those people are happy, but there is another stuff licensing guys, yeah? 
and we have all these friends within like universal music groups. And for example, if somebody from the organization, a content holder, tells guys there is there might be some copyright infringement, yeah, within the platform. What what actually should we do it? And we are acting like with a safe harbor and DMCA procedure. So we point they point out what's the content. We actually find this content and we delete it according to the procedure. I see. All right. Switching gears a bit, I mean, talking about so again the popularity of the app. Um, I so I tried it. You know, I was amused by it. I showed it to my wife, and she's like, "Well, that 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 seems fun for a little bit, but like, I it feels like a gimmick." And I wonder about that. Like, how how do you how do you sustain uh, the popularity of something like this, which is kind of gimmicky, to be honest. It, it definitely impresses friends the first time, but the second, third time, like how do you how do you get past that that sort of uh, you know the fact that the gimmick kind of wears off after a while? And I've noticed the app while it topped the charts last year. I mean, it's out of the top one hundred right now. So like, how do you how do you keep this from being just a flash in the pan? It's actually good and uh, existential question. So why we actually grew so far because we did a lot of emotions for people but uh, definitely they use us like for emotion yeah to actually make some action to make friends to make family to make some prank but it doesn't have some like real good recurring potential so you actually play like for a month a little bit but we have power users so we so care of them we help them we're actually asking what they want and our users, most of our million audience, tell us, guys, we want to upload our videos, content, we want, and like from the not only some limit, limitless stuff, which is you know made from the privacy policies, but we want be socially integrated. So we want to interact with other people, not just to upload content, but we want to have some social interactions as like likes, maybe some social capital, you know, and, and all this dopamine stuff that inside every social platform. And what we are doing now, we are actually building the ecosystem, which is not visible. That's why we actually partners with Andreessen Horowitz, because they believe in our vision of creating a platform of dynamically personalized content. What we envision. Now you see the tool, yeah, as a tool. But uh, in future, like in soon future, we believe that uh, people want to modify the content and they want to create their own contents in context in this specific world. What I mean, that we believe that we are one of the first companies that make the creation of the content equal to consumption. What I mean, in any platform, you make some content like Instagram stories. You just post it and it's, it's done. And TikTok, with all the respect, you make some dancing and it's done. In our case, we believe that, for example, if you as a person, you go to reface, you see some specific content, and with the help of our technologies, you can not only face swap, you can make reenactment, animate, you might see this feature in your face. You might make full body swap in future. You can change the background. We call it acetization. And it means that content can par be parsed into assets. And we believe that you as a person, you can see any video on the business, on any other context, and you can change the context. For example, you see some I don't know, uh, some stuff with this Panama channel. Yeah, you have seen this Panama channel in crisis with this boat and you can want to change the background. Then you can make this ship another color. Then you can actually invite your friends. Oh, let's let's hop this. Let's hop this Panama, Panama shuttle or a boat. What I mean that in ancient times, you engrave something in stone and now we can only watch that. Yeah, 
now like in middle and renaissance time you can actually see some da vinci picture you can go to louvre see and see what i envision how it might look like what the author might uh, you know what he, what was his intention but nowadays with reface you can see the video and you can do anything yeah you can see what you envision you can change what you envision and you can share it and i mean like in future in profiles of people you can see this change of you know of modification of your video you can see okay my friends uh, actually pranked me and they did so many implications and just another example how we envision it why people will love reface we believe ourselves like soundcloud for video it's like remixes yeah the center of our future platform is not like a person's you know fancy life like instagram yeah on like storing some photos from making some good trips uh, you know having some uh, good uh, you know emotions storing some photos with friends and tiktok where you dance in a specific way in our case you can be an introvert sitting in your room but it's all about being a director of your movie you we give you the tool where you can modify everything and i mean like for that perspective we believe that's a new way to serve those groups of people who are, you know, video editors, future creators, those Gen Z guys who want to see some fractals made from ML, and they definitely want to share the contents. Yeah. Got it. And just running through some numbers, you mentioned like million plus users. Like what is the actual, like how big is the user base? And I know there's a premium version. So like how many are actually paying for like the pro version of Reface? Uh, Actually, I can't tell about like direct uh, like amount of subscribers who are paying, but I can tell you general information I can share. So we have more than 130 million downloads now. Most of our subscriptions are yearly. It means that people are actually valuing application. We doesn't compete, you know, with other social. We are not social platform for the retention, you know, metrics, but uh, we are the app and the company which gives value. So most of the people they're ready to pay yearly subscription just for the opportunity to come even once twice or like three times a month really so like are you saying most of the users on reface are paying subscribers or no 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 i meant like most of the subscribers who who are paying their yearly subscribers yeah okay okay and uh do you have a sense of what the daily user looks like what the daily active use i know you don't want to compare yourself to a social network but the 130 million downloads is a big number, but it doesn't really chart out folks who download it and then don't ever use it after the first time, right? So, like, is there a sense of, like, what the active usage looks like uh, for Reface? Uh, I mean, we have more than 1 million in the range from 1 to 2.5. So, uh, and actually, it's a solid user base on different locals and categories of people. So we definitely, yeah, that, that's, that's the number. So, I mean, like, it's pretty huge number. Even you compare some metrics of social networks, they don't have such. They have, like, more attentable cohorts, but they don't have such, you know, great audience. Right. And you mentioned uh, Andreessen Horowitz. Uh, they've, you know, they led a 5.5 million seed round back in December. What, what do you plan to do with that funding? Actually, we're already doing So we're building our platform. So we have a team of 185 people. It's pretty big amount, you know, to actually we, we need to make these people motivated and pay them. So to be frank, we are building infrastructure and uh, core tech for the so social platform. What does it mean that we are machine learning, artificial intelligence based company? So we are a company that can super fast 
get all the neural network thoughts and models we have in mind and get them to production like in several months, it's even less. So, uh, and to, if, for what we actually got this funding, first to build a platform, second to test the first cohorts of future, you know, social interactions, third, actually negotiating and speaking to content holders and creator programs to, you know, stick to the plan of finance, you know, these power users and early adopters of social platforms. That concludes part one of my interview with Dimash Fett, CEO of the company behind Reface. Check back in tomorrow when we chat about deepfakes and how to prevent the abuse of this technology. I hope you enjoyed the chat. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash daily charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.